Hey, I'm Taylor Hausman. I'm the assistant pastor of children, youth, and young adults at Meadowview Presbyterian Church in Lexington, North Carolina. And you're listening to RYM's local youth worker podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. I'm here today with Taylor Hausman. Taylor, how's it going? Good, John. How you doing? Doing well. It's it's good to see you. Good to have you on the podcast. I know this is your your first time on the podcast. We go, I guess, pretty far back, maybe three, four, five years, something along those lines now. Maybe yeah, something, something like that. It's a, I was thinking earlier this week, it's it's kind of a, an honor to be on the podcast. I've been a fan of it for so long. I, I feel kind of uh kind of kind of humbled by the by the opportunity to be to be on the podcast. But um yeah, you and I go back a good ways, and, and my relationship with RYM goes back, um, uh, I guess, eleven years now. So that's which is pretty wow. wild. I started as an intern with RYM uh, back then, and so um, yeah, it's been it's been great uh, having the opportunity to to utilize and uh, and benefit from a lot of the resources, and and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to be here. Yeah, man, it's it's good to have you on. And as you're saying all that, I totally forgot about the RYM internship um, and your connection there, as as you said that. Um, and so, yeah, since this is your first time on, why don't you just let our listeners know where you're currently joining us from, but then a little bit about your family and other ministry experience you've got. Sure. Yeah, I, uh, I'm currently serving as the assistant pastor of uh, children, youth, and young adults at Meadowview Presbyterian Church in Lexington, North Carolina. Um, so yeah, I oversee basically everybody from cradle to 30 is sort of my, my broad umbrella, um, and spend most of my time with the youth. I think that's my, the bulk of my, um, my, my focus. Um, I've also just taken on, um, responsibilities overseeing worship, uh, and music. So that's a, that's a new, new thing in the last couple of weeks. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's kind of my, kind of a broad look at what I'm doing here. Um, I, I'm that's married. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we got a lot, a lot going on for sure. Yeah. It's, it's been, um, a lot taken on the plate, but it's, it's, it's a great opportunity. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. Something that I've, I've been passionate about for a long time has been, been kind of worship and, and sort of what, what that looks like. And, um, I think we're excited to have a pastor over that. And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm fired up for that, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, going to be a busy, busier week for sure. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so I guess more about me. I, I, um, I'm married to Cynthia. We'll be married six years in September. Uh, we have two daughters, Caroline, uh, excuse me, Naomi is three and Caroline is six months. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've lived here for four years. So we moved here four years ago and, um, yeah, my wife teaches first grade at an elementary school in town. And, um, yeah, so I uh, I'm from Virginia originally, right outside of Richmond. I, uh, I grew up there. I went to uh, Virginia Commonwealth University for my uh, my undergrad, and um, I was a sports writer for a couple years out of college. And then, uh, yeah, I, I became a church intern with RYM in 2011, um, and moved to Rochester, Minnesota, to uh, to work at Trinity Presbyterian Church there. And uh, that was a that was a um, unforgettable experience for a lot of reasons. It was, it was great. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then went to, uh, Grace Covenant Presbyterian in Williamsburg, Virginia I was there four years. And then, um, yeah, we moved to Charlotte for seminary and then to Lexington, uh, for, for full-time ministry while I finished seminary. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember the, 
the Rochester uh, connection as well. So now it's good to, to be reminded of all that. And, and you and I, we saw each other this summer at uh, our Maryland conference and we had hoped to sit down and to record a podcast and the week got away from us and we didn't get to. We're going to talk about your elective in just a little bit. Um, before we do that, though, I'd love for you to talk about your trip to the conference uh, because yeah, something unique happened that pretty much every youth worker can identify with. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, so we had a we had an interesting experience uh, adventure kind of on the way uh, to RYM. I've this was my ninth RYM summer conference, um, and I up until this year I've always taken church vans um, and never had have had an issue. Um, this year we took a charter bus and thought that that it was going to be uh, a much easier experience. And it turns out that we, uh, we broke down, uh, about 20 miles into Virginia. <laughs> um, yeah, we, he, he kind of stood up and told us that something had gone wrong on the bus. And, um, yeah, so we pulled off into an Exxon station in, uh, Warfield, Virginia. I'd never heard of it. I, I grew up, my parents' house is like 35 minutes from there. Uh, so I, mm. I, I lived, I grew up near there, but I hadn't never heard of it. Um, and uh, yeah, so we were at this Exxon station with our 30, 30 high schoolers and uh, and four uh, adult leaders um, for about four and a half hours hmm. as oh, they drove goodness. a new bus up from North Carolina to uh, to get us. So uh, so yeah, it was a uh, it was um, it was terrible in the moment. I, I think if I'm honest, I was not I was not happy about it. Uh, but I think as we kind of look back and reflect on it, it was. Um, it was one of those moments. I think that I've, I've joked for years. I think the Lord has, um, the Lord's brought about probably some of my favorite moments in youth ministry out of the worst possible situations. <laughs> when when everything goes wrong, uh, those are some of my favorite stories. And so this this certainly falls into that category. But um, yeah, our, our our youth did a great job handling that situation, much better than I did. I think if if I'm honest, and uh, and uh, yeah, we we I think our group as a whole grew grew much stronger out of it. So it was it was a really cool mm-hmm. thing the Lord Lord used for for that. So yeah, yeah, no, that, that's something. Like I said, uh, pretty much every youth worker listening to this is is probably smiling, nodding. Uh, you know, everyone seems to have some kind of transportation issue at some point in ministry. Um, I've definitely had that scenario actually traveling back from an RYM home. Um, you know, we broke down on the side of the road. It's, I don't know, um, late June in Mississippi. So we're all just baking in the sun on the side of the road and insanity. But, um, yeah, I just thought it'd be interesting to, to reference that because so many can, can resonate with that. And like you just said, it's awful, it's miserable. And, you know, I think that's how you started your week with students. It's like, you're already four hours late. You're showing up to a conference. You're going to be bunking with these students to do that on the front of the conference, I think would be even worse than on the end. Like I went through, um, any, anything that comes to mind of how the Lord has used that to foster unity with you guys, or have your students even remarked on it? Are there jokes now, anything from that whole experience? Yeah, I, I think it's it's it is very um, it's it's very funny. I've I've talked about. I think by God's grace, it happened on the way there and not on the way back. I, I've I've always thought. I, I kind of think the opposite. I think we're. I'm always so so ready to get back when we get back, uh, and I'm always okay with things taking a little longer on the way up, just because that's when we we finally you, know, you start to see some of the the walls break down, and and uh, and so I, I think that um, 
Yeah, it's it's has brought about a lot of jokes in our in our group. I think we we've we've uh, the place we stopped at or we're breaking down at where it was called Jenkins Mini Mart. I think they they have asked to make Jenkins Mini Mart T-shirts and and uh, and do all that, which I think would be which would be great. And um, yeah, so I think the uh, so that that kind of experience, I, I think it was it was great because we you know we were able to bond. There there were some kids in our group that it was their first first trip like this, first trip ever with with this group some that some that had um started with our group fairly recently and so it was you know it was just one of those situations where if if you're you know if you're going to be kind of try to stay on the fringe you know we're we're going to kind of force you in to community mm-hmm. here on this small patch mm-hmm. of grass in in rural virginia um under the one tree that we could get shade from. And um, <laughs> yeah, so it was, uh, it was, it was one of those, I think it was, it was great to see some of that relationship bonding. We also had a, um, we had a woman that stopped by, we were there for about two and a half hours um, and a woman pulled up with little Caesar's pizza um, for our group. And she said, she saw wow. us standing out there. Um, she had, she had actually, she told us her story. She lost her son earlier in the summer her teenager her son was 17 died in a car accident in uh in the first part of june um and she said something that he was very kind of passionate about was giving food to people that that he thought looked like they they needed it and and that was something that he always did and so she saw us standing out there and and you know thought it was a great opportunity to sort of to sort of honor her son and that and um and yeah just what a, i mean what a blessing for 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 our group what an opportunity for our group to see um to see something like that and to experience something like that and and it came at a great time we were we were we were hungry so <laughs> the, the lord provided but it was more than more than pizza um which which i think was a something that none of us will ever forget i've heard i've heard several of our um several of our kids kind of recap that um we had one of our seniors that got up in front of the the church sunday morning after we got back and uh was talking about kind of the impact RYM had had on him. And, and that, that story was kind of what he started with. Um, and I think mm-hmm. most of our, most people in our church weren't aware that that happened. And so it was a, it was a pretty cool, pretty cool thing. So. Man, that that's incredible. I mean, you just think in God's providence of the frustration of a bus breaking down and exactly where you end up is where this woman is going to pass by and get to share that story. And so, I mean, all of a sudden you see this car pull up and she gets out and she has a stack of pizzas and does she just come over to you and share her story? I mean, how, how did that interchange? Yeah. So one of our, uh, I was over on the kind of the opposite side playing, I think I was playing um, phase 10 with several of our, of our, <laughs> our schoolers. Um, but one of our, but our, our, one of our female leaders was standing right there when she pulled up. And so um she uh yeah she kind of got into conversation with this woman and and yeah by the time i got over there they're they're kind of teary-eyed hugging each other mm-hmm. and uh so it was, it was just a really really amazing um, amazing thing and and i i think that um even even in that moment to you know that that adult leader to be the one that sort of you know she's mm-hmm. she's easily our most kind of personally engaging you know, energetic kind of, kind of leader. And I, you know, I think that I was, um, I was past the point of anger at the situation by that point, but I was, I was certainly uh, exhausted by the sun and not, not Hmm. probably not myself. So it was, I was, I mean, I was even thankful that, um, that she was the one that kind of greeted this woman and um, yeah, just a, just an unbelievable thing. Hmm. Uh, That, that whole, I, I think it was, 
it's one of those things and I, and I even use it in my elective. We can get to that later, but I think, um, it's just one of those ministry things you, you're just, you're never going to forget. And I think it's what I, I'm not saying this doesn't happen in other phases of ministry, but I, it's one of those things I think about youth ministry that that's just unique and, and you just mm -hmm. see stuff like that happen. Um, in that for some reason, when it's teenagers, it, it, it lands, I think more, more profoundly. And, and, uh, you know, it's just a, just an incredible experience. So thankful yeah. for it, uh, after the fact, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I bet. Now that that's an incredible story, and um, yeah, it's it's awesome d just to to think of that lasting impact that it will have on those students, and you know, letting our listeners know too. It's like, okay, that was the beginning of your trip. You showed up to this conference. I mean, <laughs> this conference that first day had some insanity. I mean, we had, I think, a mile down the road from camp, a tree fell on a power line. And that caught on fire and the fire department had to come. And so we lost power to the entire facility. Um, and then and then that evening, and you guys might have been there by then, a storm came through, power went out again, right as we're starting large group. Um, so there was just all sorts of crazy things going on. Yeah, it was, um, it was wild for sure. <laughs> yeah. Where we got there, we our bus pulled up and the sky just opened up. It had been threatening rain for, for a while. So it's just this torrential downpour. We got students running from the bus to the dining hall. Um, we, we decided to wait till the rain stopped before we got our bags. But because of the rain and the storm, they didn't want us walking to the, the worship area. So we're just kind of we're kind of quarantined into this little corner of the dining hall away from the windows. Um, and, you know, without our stuff, we're just kind of <laughs> just kind of huddled there. And it was yeah, it was just it was a perfect end to that to that kind of that kind of day. But I. Mm -hmm. You know, I was I, I told our students, I, I gathered them around as we we're sort of quarantined there. And I, I, I told them, I was like, don't it will reflect a lot more upon all this. But but don't let don't waste this day. <laughs> you know, don't, don't let this day just sort of pass as a, as a good story. It's more more than this. We've seen, you know, the Lord's protection. We've seen the Lord's provision. We've seen we've seen the way God has has um, every step of the way. It's just none of this has been an accident. And um, mm -hmm. you know, don't waste don't waste the day. Um, and, yeah. and I think that that was, um, that's been brought up two or three times since, since then in small groups and things like that. Just, um, the, the idea, don't, don't waste the day. Don't, don't forget. And don't, don't let one day pass without noticing kind of what the Lord is, is doing and, and taking mm -hmm. granted. And so I, I think that that even was an opportunity as a, as a pastor to both share kind of my, um, my failings in that moment, but also share something that I think is, is, is something that I needed to hear and something that they, they, that resonated with them as well. So, um, it was a pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, for sure. And that's, yeah, some great wisdom and leadership, uh, to point that out to your students. And I'm looking forward to, to getting into your elective and just how this, this will tie into that, but let, let's take a quick break and then we'll be back with more. All right, we're back here with uh, Taylor Hausman. Uh, Taylor was a, a an elective speaker for us this summer at our high school Mid Atlantic Conference, uh, which is in Northeast Maryland. Uh, anyone close to the area or not, we'd encourage you to check out that conference. It's a it's an awesome conference that's on the Chesapeake Bay. A lot of great activities, a lot of fun. What um, we've talked about this on the podcast before. People often ask you know, what's our favorite 
uh, RYM summer conference. And we don't really, as a staff, really give an answer. It's kind of like we just go through all of them and talk about uniquenesses to each of them. And um, High School Mid-Atlantic, it's a unique conference and, and a lot of fun. So I want to encourage people to check it out. Um, Taylor, well, why don't you tell everybody the title of your elective and then we'll just kind of go into the, the different days and all that good stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the, the topic I was given, um, at the beginning of the year was doubt. And so that was sort of the, the one, uh, I love, I love when super broad topics are given. It's always nice to, <laughs> nice to have, you know, limitless possibilities of things to talk about, but, um, yeah, so doubt was the topic and I, I my class was titled, um, this will all make sense when I'm older, uh, dot, 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 just kidding. No, it won't. Um, and, uh, yeah, that is a, a shameless reference to frozen two, which my, my three-year-old <laughs> Naomi has made me watch more times than I'd like to admit. And, uh, yeah. And, and I think that, that the first day I sort of explained the reason why I titled it that was, um, yeah, I want to, I remember how I thought when I was a teenager and I see how a lot of our youth are thinking, and I kind of want to try to shake them out of the Olaf style of, of thinking. That was kind of the way that I, I put it was to say, yeah, it's not going to all make sense. It's never going to make sense. And in fact, it's going to get more confusing. <laughs> that's, and that's kind of the, that's just the reality of, of, of what it is to live in a, in a broken world. Um, but there are some things that we can, we can take away to give us hope and joy and, and comfort. And uh, so I, I, talk through the book of Habakkuk. Basically, I like to, I've, this is my third elective I've taught. And then in each one, I've liked to take a, a shorter book of the Bible, uh, preferably so I could teach the whole book. I did Jonah two years mm -hmm. ago. And um, yeah, so I did Habakkuk. It's a book that's had such an impact on my life um, as, uh, you know, from, from pretty much the word go. And uh, every time I read it, I think I, I get a little bit something different out of it. And mm -hmm. um it gave me an opportunity to, I think, share um, something that I really struggle with, but also share uh, a large, you know, large part of my story, which um, which I think is always a good it's a good approach in an elective. I think that's a that's a good theme as I've, I've listened to other people talk about their electives is, um, you know, being to incorporate and to be able to tell some of the things in your story is is, uh, is really, really helpful and important. So I think that that was uh, yeah. that was sort of the, the idea of it anyway. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, several things. One, just um, I love the Frozen 2 reference. Uh, that, that's definitely been a movie we've watched plenty of times in the Parrot household. Um, Olaf, absolutely hilarious in that one. I thought he might have been even funnier in that. But I love how you're, you're, you're kind of getting students to say, don't, you know, let's not just go through life thinking like Olaf and being like Olaf. I, I love how you, you did that. Um, and then just the trying to unpack a, a book in, in an elective. And, and I'd love for you if willing, just kind of share a little bit about your story, how you said that kind of tied into to some of this uh, elective. Yeah. So I think the, um, the, 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 it was very funny leading up to the elective because I had a story that I was going to tell the first day. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, John, but, but I, sometimes you have a story that you're, you're, you're going to tell. And then you kind of have a story in the back of your head that you, you should tell. Yes. Um, and I think that uh, talking to my wife and, and I, you know, we talked about it on and off. But we didn't really seriously talk about it until I think the night before I left, maybe two nights before I left. But but just sort of, is it OK to tell this story? Um, and and what I wanted, you know, and especially the first day, 
as we're reading the opening of Habakkuk, what we see in that book is that he um, is both kind of put off by God's absence and then he's he's put off by God's answer. So so that's so I sort of approach the question, why do we doubt? And and obviously that can be answered so many ways, but uh, kind of in a, in a broad way, my two answers were because God seems absent and because sometimes God answers and that's and that's harder than God's absence. Um, mm. And uh, and and what I wanted to impress upon them in that first day was just to say. You know. There is a there there is a category for, you know, Christians who doubt. And, and that, that that is not a disqualifier of faith. And in fact, it's a, it's a sign that that you're engaging your faith. And that's that's what I that's sort of the, the underlying theme I wanted to, to get across was to say, you know, all of you doubt. Some of you have been taught to 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 try to hide that um, or in some cases to try to glorify that. And I think either way, you're you're falling off to it to a to a, a bad side. But, um, you know, I told the story the first day of probably the hardest thing that I've gone through in my life and, and certainly the hardest thing my wife and I have gone, uh, gone through together. Um, and it happened two years ago, the two, I guess, two, two RYMs ago. Um, I had taught my first elective ever at RYM. I taught on Jonah, felt like it went well. Uh, it's the first time our church here in Lexington had ever gone on a trip like RYM. Um, it's obviously been close to my heart for years, uh, but it's the first time any of them had experienced something like this. And, they came back talking like it was just the most earth shattering, most important thing they had ever been a part of. And, um, and so I, you know, you had that feeling like, okay, this is why I got into ministry. Like, like I am, I've finally, I've finally arrived in some sense. Like this is this, this is the feeling you're supposed to have. Like, you know, the Lord is, the Lord is blessing ministry and the Lord is, uh, has, has given you this great experience. Um, my wife was pregnant at the time. And so, you know, so it's, it's not just a, a ministry kind of feeling, but it's a personal life. You know, we're, we're going to have our, our second child and, um, you know, you, you just sort of get that feeling where, okay, things are, things are settling and things are feeling good. And, um, and yeah, I, I, the morning after we got back, so less than 24 hours, um, we found out my wife had miscarried and, and we lost the baby. Um, and, and I just remember thinking, how amazing it was, how quick we went from, this is why I'm in ministry. This is, this is, this is great to, you know, almost wondering if God even existed, <laughs> if, if I'm honest and, and certainly why I'm, why I'm doing any of this, but, but if, if God was even there and, and I, I remember we had youth group the night we got back the night after we got back, I guess that Wednesday. And I remember sitting in the corner of our youth room, just sort of looking and, and sitting there like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. I don't like, I don't like ministry. I don't like the church. I don't like, I don't like any of it. And, and so I like, I, I just wanted to give them that and tell them sort of the, the more details of that story to kind of convey that if you're somebody that thinks that because you doubt you're, you're somehow less of a Christian um, or, or you're somehow not as good, or you're somehow just understand that, everybody who's ever been a Christian has had those moments where they wonder if God's there and, and, mm -hmm. uh, and not only if God's there, but sometimes God tells them what, what, you know, the, gives them an answer and they hate that worse than, than God's not being there. Um, mm -hmm. here we have Habakkuk as a, as a, as an example of that, um, you know, from scripture and they throw, throw in, in God's, you know, 
in God's holy and God's holy word that he's given us, we have this example of a prophet who is exasperated with God. He's angry with God. He doesn't like God's answers. He hates God's absence. He wonders why God's going to sit there and watch justice be perverted and all of these things. Um, and God's given us that by his grace and his word. Um, and so a little bit of an encouragement just to say that, that yeah, we, we doubt because God seems absent. We doubt because God's answers. Um, and yet what we see from Habakkuk is that God's never really absent and, and God always has reason behind his answers. And, and um, both of those things are true. And uh, yeah, but to get a chance to share that, I think I, I'm not a person who naturally likes to share really deep personal stories. I think most of my stories are sort of surface level, kind of more comedic, <laughs> kind of that's the sort of where I'm comfortable. Um, so to share something like that, um, a story that many of our students didn't even know. I, I was telling our youth that story for the first time in a lot of cases mm. um, who were there at youth group that night and knew something was wrong and who, you know, I mean, it like connected dots now that made sense. And it's, um, yeah, it was just a, it was a, it was an unusual opportunity for me to feel something uncomfortable. Mm. <laughs> and, and, uh, it, but, but I think that it really helps kind of get across the the point and, um, yeah, I think the Lord really used that. And, I've, and I got, I said every year when I teach an elective, I set up a Google voice number so that students can text questions, can text comments. They can do it anonymously so they can, they can be honest. And I usually, I mean, I don't know who the numbers are, so it's, it's, you know, but uh, yeah, I got about probably eight to 10 text messages that afternoon during free time. Um, you know, a couple students saying, yeah, we, we lost my family. My mom lost a baby last year and I'm, I'm still not sure what to do with that. Um, thank you for, for opening that up or, you know, they, they had, they had brought in other really, really traumatic and hard situations that, that made them doubt God, made them doubt God's care, God's presence, God's uh, existence entirely. And, and, you know, being able to just hear that and to open up about that a little bit, I think was a, was a helpful thing for a lot of, a lot of students that have been suffering kind of quietly. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, th thank you for sharing that. Um, I mean, that is something sadly uh, that is so common um, to so many uh, going through that. And I appreciate your vulnerability to do that. Um, you know, as you're, you're saying you, do not typically share something like this. So what was it, you know, the night before, I mean, prompting of the Holy Spirit, we could say, but as you're talking with your wife, you're kind of thinking through this, kind of just walk us through that where you, you thought, okay, this, this is a story I do want to share. Yeah. I mean, I think that you, you kind of have those, I, I don't, I, you know, it's hard to say. I think you kind of have those stories that, that you sort of have, in the back of your head that, you know, when you're, you know, when you're in the position of prepping a sermon or a class or a talk and, you know, you either feel like, man, it would be perfect for this or man, you kind of think, I wish I could tell that because <laughs> that would be, that would be the, that'd be the best way for me to convey sort of what I'm trying to get across here. And, and um, so I, I think that, that it was always in the back of my mind in terms of a, of a good story to attach to this, a good illustration. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that sort of feeling of, I don't know if I can do it, first of all, I don't know if I can get through it and tell that story. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so my, my emotional reaction to that might be a distraction and I don't want that to, to happen. Um, 
but also just I, I don't know how to ask my wife if I can use that story. Um, and it's one thing to do it when we know the students that are going to hear it are going to be from other youth groups and they're good. But, you know, we had 30 kids and, and a lot of them sat in my class. And, and um, mm. so these are these are, you know, girls in our youth group that have babysat for us and, and girls that my mm. wife is close to and, and kids that know my family, you know, very well. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it is stepping out into a very kind of uncomfortable space. And so I, I think for months I had it kind of jotted down in a notepad in terms of something that I might want to try to do, but I had no idea how to approach it. Um, and no idea how it would go. I was, I was, um, I was praying that morning. Um, and even then, as I sort of felt the weight of, of that, it's sort of, you know, I mean, I, I had one of those kind of moments where I'm like, am I really going to do is this really going to happen? Like, I don't. And so, um, yeah, it was, a. I mean, it's, it's, I think that that was sort of what, what prompted it, I guess, was, was, uh, I'm thankful that my wife is, um, sort of is gracious and is understanding that I typically don't enter into hard conversations. Well, <laughs> she can usually read when I'm trying to sort of poke around at something that, um, so I'm thankful for that. Um, but also just, uh, I think it was, yeah, it was the best, the best way to sort of, I think, open up what what it was. And I I don't know what it is. We were talking about this, I think, at RYM because somebody else brought it up on a previous podcast. But there's something about the environment of an elective um, that's just unique. And I, like I think you go into it thinking like it's going to be just youth group for three days, but it's just not that at all. Um, and And I think the uniqueness of that environment allows for allows for more openness in a weird way. Even though there's people, a lot less people in the room that you knew before you you got there. So it's, it's an interesting, you know, interesting environment. It is for sure. Now I, I totally know what you're, what you're describing. Um, yeah. Cause in some ways it seems like, okay, yeah, this is just another youth group lesson, but there is something different about it. And um, yeah, a lot of factors play into that. Uh, you know, something I, we've asked others who've, who've taught electives on this podcast is, what you've learned through this process, you know, as we set out to teach an elective and even as you said, we get a topic, we might have kind of an idea of the direction in which we're going, but then the Lord kind of shifts maybe that in some other directions we didn't intend. Um, and then he teaches us through the process. Just curious if there's anything that comes to mind of nuances you saw in Habakkuk, nuances you saw in just doubt, uh, any questions from students that, that had you think about this in a different way? Yeah, I mean, I think the um, the thing that I was not expecting, um, I think for myself and for a lot of kids, both in my youth group and in in others, that that this was this was brought up throughout the week, um, was just I think first of all how much I needed to hear that it's okay to to doubt, <laughs> and I, I'm so amazed at how how much I need to hear that. Um, considering I was teaching a class on it and, and, you know, you would think after 15 years of youth ministry experience, I would understand that it's okay to doubt, but I, but I, I think I needed to hear it. Um, but I'm also just alarmed at how many kids that were at this camp hadn't ever heard that before. And, and were, were sort of, it was sort of a, sort of knocked them off their, off their kind of comfortable perch a little bit and kind of to think like, 
yeah, that's something that I've struggled with a lot and I've never really felt like it's okay to, to say that. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And, you know, in a lot of cases, there are kids that grew up in churches and group and youth groups. And I don't mean to I don't mean to sound like I'm, I'm criticizing those youth leaders or criticizing those churches. I think that it's something that's um, it's pretty common in churches, first of all, to sort of try to suppress hard questions and, and doubts. But but I also think it's it's one of those things that like we were just talking about, I think in the unique environment of an RYM elective, sometimes things that have been said to you for years, you know, you finally hear them or, or they, they sound different or, or whatever. I, um, so whichever one of those two things is, is true. I think that we had, there were so many kids that either texted that to me or came up and talked to me about it or kids in my youth group that brought it up later in the, just, I'd never really heard that, you know, you can doubt and, and doubt is in some ways an expression of, of faith. Cause it's, you know, you're, you're challenging, but you're also, you're also seeking answers. You're also seeking, you know, seeking the Lord in that. And, and, and I think the, um, yeah, just, it was surprising to hear how many kids were thankful for that, thankful to, mm-hmm. to hear that and, and, uh, how that had opened up some conversation. So I, I would say that that's the main thing that comes to mind, um, where I was not mm-hmm. expecting that I was not expecting it to take that kind of, um, take that kind of route and, 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 um, you know, it, it allowed me on the second day to really talk through, you know, what it is to suppress doubt and why, you know, why it's so dangerous and harmful. And that was, I was planning on touching on that, but that was really kind of the bulk of the second day. Um, mm-hmm. What, you know, how we can mishandle doubt, how we can, how we can handle it wrongly. And, um, and yeah, I think that it was, it was unexpected how much that was going to be part of the, part of the week. So I'd say that. Yeah. Yeah. When you just, you think of the significance of that for those students who were in your elective and never thought about or heard that it's okay to, to doubt and to, like you said, there, there's so much where we're owning our faith because we're wrestling with some truth and that there's so much about Christianity that that's crazy if we really think about it, you know, but, but getting to that point where you're wrestling with it and seeing the truth and, and clinging to it. Um, yeah, I just think of the, the freedom that that gives those students. Um, I, I know we're going to be wrapping this up in, in just a little bit. Uh, just curious kind of where you ended it on, on the third day and even kind of uh, as the students are leaving, here's some things to do with your doubt or some counsel that you gave. Just anything there. Yeah, so I, I, I sort of taught through Habakkuk kind of chapters one and two on the, the first two days. And then I, I spent chapter three. Uh, or day three on, on chapter three, basically. And, and I, you know, I, I heard Ben, Ben Melcher say it earlier on a, on an episode of the podcast, cause he was talking mm-hmm. about Habakkuk as well. And just the beauty of the fact that Habakkuk ends in a song, like the fact that the fact that, you know, the sort of back and forth between Habakkuk and God kind of stops and Habakkuk just breaks into this song about, about who God is and, and what God has done. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, so we, we really kind of picked apart chapter three and went through and um, yeah, I did that sort of classic pastor thing, gave them five kind of five kind of R's we see through Habakkuk um, chapter three. But I think the one thing that, that resonates with me in Habakkuk three, um, one of the main things that resonates with me that I really wanted to impress upon them was the emphasis Habakkuk places on what's happened in the past and the, the fact that his grounding at the end of the book, it's not, 
I'm sure of everything. I have every answer, but it's that I'm going to, I don't know what God's doing, but I'm going to trust him because he's proven himself faithful in the past. Mm. And he kind of gives us this entire rehearsal of everything that's happened in the history of Israel in, in a one chapter form. And you see the psalmists doing this as well. You see this constantly throughout the, the Bible. Um, and yeah, so, so just kind of impressing upon them, how can we remember what God has done in the midst of these really, really traumatic experiences in the midst of these kind of crises of faith? How can we think back and remember? And then, you know, kind of going into, you know, we do rehearse kind of what God has done. That's what worship is. That's what, that's what we're, that's what we do each Sunday, you know, and, and kind of impressing upon them what it is to be in the local church, what it is to be in corporate worship. And, you know, when we take, when we take the Lord's supper, it's not just this kind of fun activity meal. It's, it's, we are rehearsing not only what's been done, uh, not, not only to, to remind us of what's been done, but we're rehearsing for what's going to happen, you know, when, when Christ makes all things new. And it's, that's what that's what worship is in, in a nutshell. And so I, I think to, to kind of not only kind of practically, um, you know, give them categories for how do we how do we remember things, remember God's faithfulness in the midst of doubt, but also how how does that get done in the in the context of the Christian community? Um, I, I think that it's been very helpful for me and, and I think it was it resonated a lot with with them as well. Yeah, I'd say that's the main, yeah, one of the main things for sure. Yeah, no, that's a great word for sure. Um, Taylor, look, thanks so much for just serving RYM this summer by teaching this elective, but then also taking the time to to come on here today. I know that the semester's kicking off for most of those in youth ministry, and so you've got a lot on your plate. So thank you so much for taking the time to come on today. It's my pleasure, John. Thank you for having me on. Without money, oh, come and feast without.